It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. That's right, I'm Danny Kavanagh and you're listening to Left of Field. Hello and welcome to Episode 8. Today I'm joined by West Coast Fever Centre star Verity Charles. Now Verity isn't only a professional netballer here in WA, she is also a ninja. <laughs> That's right, she has a a lot of skills so it's an exciting chat and I hope you enjoy it. Verity welcome to the podcast how are you going today? I am great I've just finished training just finished testing I've got cuts and food I'm feeling good I'm in a good place right now. <laughs> yeah so back to training after all these crazy COVID times what's the latest with the super netball season? Look, I, I don't know a lot of that. We haven't got a draw yet. We don't know if we're hubbing, if we're flying in and out. All I know is it's in 39 days and we are prepping and training bloody hard right now. Yeah, how are the fever look? Are we are going to get to a, maybe a grand final this year? Look, I would hope so. I mean, you know, you're, you're in it to win it. So every time we step on that court or at training, you know, we're out there, we're, we're pushing the parcel. So it's pretty hard to tell where we're at the moment because with restrictions, we actually haven't been allowed to play physical netball. So um, we've been restricted on the court in what movements we can actually do and come into contact with each other. So that's all slowly lifting at the moment. We're just getting back to normal netty. But we hit the ground running this morning. Really good session. I'm absolutely rugged. So. Yeah, how are you going out on court? Yeah, building that fitness back and just kind of getting that touch back of the ball. It's, as I said, it's been a while. We've been in COVID kind of thing, training by ourselves. And yeah, now it's kind of getting back on court and I guess going into the Wii mode, not so much the me mode anymore. So that's been the transfer and the switchover for me. Well, we'll be excited. The countdown is very much on. So can't wait to have netball back. Let's take it back for all the listeners. Can you tell me, how did you get into netball? Did you always play it as a child? Look, yeah, I've played it um, since I was five years old. So I started playing like real netball at five. So there was, you know, now there's kind of like net set go. Back in my day, <laughs> we actually just got on the court and played and the hoops were the height, everything was just normal netball. But netball almost runs in the, in the, in the family blood, I think. Mum was you know, only a couple months out having me and was playing in a netball grand final. So everyone plays in my family, uncles including, my aunties, my mum, my nans. Like everyone was just being in it, my sisters. And yeah, I was almost just kind of born into it and said, yep, go. I played every other sport under the sun, but as I got older... Things started clashing and financially it was very expensive. So I kind of had to pick one and I went down the path of netball. Did you choose netball because of that family connection? It must be a great feeling to know that you've kind of followed in your mum's footsteps. You must be proud of yourself. Yeah, I think like, I think the family definitely has something to do with it. You know, I was I loved touch footy and loved basketball at the time and soccer probably. There was a few there I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm loving this. But definitely having the family, I'm so passionate about it and Nen was my coach. I was actually in a team with mum, my two sisters, and my dad coaching, so little family affair, and that kind of drives you a little bit more. And I guess like seeing them so happy when I'm out on court is a really nice feeling, but it's just an awesome game. You know, I, I love the game. I'm so passionate about it, and I love coming and training every day with the girls and being out on court. Like, it's definitely a dream job. Yeah, what do you love so much about netball? I think the pace of it, you know, I love a quick game. I love that, you know, every game is literally different and you can train to the cows come home out on court or out in the paddock. But once you get on the court, everything changes. There's just nothing that mimics it. You've got to get out there and play it. And just the fact, I think, in our days now that we've got so many people who are working together for the same goal, I think that's really special. I love having the girls all together and sitting in a meeting and breaking things down together and going, yep, let's do this, let's try this. We're all on the same page, just 
it's fun. Like I, it's exciting, and those nerves and butterflies you get before a game. I love that feeling. I love. I embrace that. You're originally from the East Coast. I hear that your family was very supportive, obviously, we've, you've just mentioned of your netball career, and they did garage sales when you were a kid to help <laughs> to help you. Yeah, there was um, my family's pretty, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've brought up an amazing family, and there was this, you know, there was this trip coming up that I made that I had to go to New Zealand. I was young, and bless my family, you know, like we had this massive yard sale, and we live out of town, so no one's, you know, it's just a bit of a drive, and I didn't think, anything of it you know no one would turn up my sisters put toys out my my pop my uncle puts everything out you know saddles whatever it was and at 5am the next day we had the whole place was chockers you know with everything sold that was out there pretty awesome and we sat down and I just thought we were doing it you know just to clear out some junk and make some cash but we sat down at the table afterwards and my family kind of slid this tin of money all these coins over and said this is for you to so you can get your passport and go to New Zealand and pay for your trip so it's something that always stuck with me we went and won that competition too, and it's probably one of the, the most amazing experiences I've had. So, yeah, I think knowing that what people actually, you know, what my family's kind of done for me to do that is pretty special. And just the hard yards they've put in, you know, mum was driving me 10 hours one way, 10 hours back on a, every weekend for me to go to training in Sydney. So I definitely put the hard yards in for me. Yeah, definitely. And it had paid off. So you, this is your second time now with the fever and you first came over. Was this your first team? Yeah, so originally signed up with Fever, was fresh out of the AIS, I got a two-year scholarship there, and Norma Plummer picked me up, and I come over and did two years over here, and an opportunity kind of opened up. I've been out of home since I was 15 years old, so an opportunity came up for me to go back home and play with the Firebirds and live with mum again, so I took that and enjoyed my time with her, and then bought the Open back up in a Fever, and my husband, well, yeah, future husband, I guess, back then was over here playing footy and just kind of all was meant to be and come back and I fell in love with the place and the team and now just looking to secure a premiership here, it'd be very nice. It would be, that's for sure. When you went to the Firebirds and the Fever playing at two, you know, different clubs, did you notice anything different in their training or the way the clubs are managed? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Firebirds are flawless. Uh, you know, that's why they're you know, one of the best in the comp there. I was in two grand finals with them at the time, so I lost one and won one. And they just, they just backed it up, you know, under the hands of Laura Geitz there, who was captain. She was incredible, you know, still to this day, one of the best captains I've worked under. Rosalie Jenke as well. We had, you know, Trace Robinson when she was there. They had a really good setup. Their SNC coach, Bryn, everything was just run on a really good structure. It was strict guidelines and strict rules. Everyone knew their place. And that's honestly why that team has been the successful team it has been. I, I can't fault them. It was an amazing experience there. But coming back to Fever and kind of experiencing the best kind of thing, we have taken so many steps and grown so far, which is really awesome to see. I guess that's why we got to a premiership when we did. You know, we, we made changes here and, and imported players and, and just grew as a whole. So I think, yeah, Fever's definitely on the way up. How do you see netball in the West over here as a sport or even Australia-wide? It's A lot of girls play it when they're younger, but do you see that there's still a passion for it, you know, in the wider community? I think it's really difficult because, um, you know, over here we don't we're we're a long way away. We're not fortunate enough, kind of thing, just to jump state and go for a practice match with other teams, and you can build that. But over here, it's kind of like you've got to work with what you've got and build your backyard, kind of thing, first. But the pathways are changing here, and I think that WA kind of have hit that path, that that mark now, where we're integrating the ANL players in with our training systems and bringing the men's in to um to give us competition as well. So I think they've done that really well, and. 
I think as a whole, look, I don't think it's, I think it's across Australia, across the world at the moment that we're not, it's not a shock that kids are dropping off with sport. I think participation levels are dropping because I think the culture is changing in our teenage years. There's a lot more, I guess, you know, PlayStations, computers, we're on social media 24-7, you know, there's a lot more temptations now not to train or not to be active. But in saying that, there's a lot more education out there now. So I think the more people, you know, will understand the benefits of, of what sport can do, implement that more in school as well. I think that would be, just to make those changes would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really sad to see that drop off rate. I've, I'm a personal trainer outside of it. So you can see how the culture is changing and people are understanding now how important for mental health and physical health it is. So Obviously, if a club is successful, that also drives interest. Do you think the Fever are in any, a position to potentially win a premiership in the near future? Absolutely. Look, as long as you're in it, you're in a position to win it, aren't you? So we're in this. That's we've got our visions on that. I think no matter what team, no matter who you've got, whatever it is, you're in it. You've got to give 100% and your eyes are on the prize. That's, that's my kind of mentality. So look, we've got the players to back it up. It's just putting it all together. And yeah, 100% right that, you know, if you are winning, there's more eyes on you and there's more people that want to be here because it is, it's an isolated state and we get that. We really do. I, I think the culture here has changed very team orientated and you looked after when you get here yeah I think fever could be on the turn and on the up I'm, I'm very positive about it do you let us know a bit about your pre-game ritual yeah absolutely I'm I'm probably a little bit different to the girls and a bit bit weird I guess about stuff food is probably a big one for me I'm a type 1 diabetic so I've got to be really quite careful what I eat and prep beforehand so my eating times kind of thing I guess I eat so if we've got an afternoon game I've had a decent sized lunch pretty much have a really light breakfast and a small snack before. I've kind of got my timings for whatever game time it is. Put on a little bit of music and just kind of channel yourself in a little bit. Once you get to the court, I get around the girls, you know, just kind of get into the group, have a bit of a chat, nice and easy, throw a ball around. And then lots of, I guess, prehab stuff. So just working on making sure my knees are in check, body's feeling good. And then the biggest part for me for my switch on is I actually put the gloves on and box. So I get our strength conditioning container to shut the pads on and I put the boxing gloves on and we just go through combos. So mentally, you've got to kind of switch on, but physically you're exerting something as well and warming up. I just find boxing, I love it, but it just ticks the brain on and just get, kind of gets me in focus, which is good. Yeah, we're kind of out with the team and on court, ready to go, getting a team warm up in. Yeah, you mentioned that you're a type 1 diabetic. Can you tell us uh, when were you diagnosed with that? So I was a really late diagnosis. I was diagnosed at 17 and most people are pretty much born with it or diagnosed quite young. So in some ways I was quite fortunate because I watch, you know, these young kids or these little babies that are born with it and their parents are actually having to inject them, check their levels or put them on a pump. So, you know, I missed all that and grabbed it when I was 17. So I look at that as pretty lucky, but it was just an adjusting time, you know, like um, I think I learned something new about my body Every year, every year I'm changing and growing and, and getting better grasp on it and getting a better handle on it. Yeah, it, 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 I guess you've got to be really tight on what you're eating. Yeah, I inject myself four to five times a day. I'm just super tight on trying to keep my blood sugar levels in check. So anywhere between four and eight is great for me. Um, but there's a lot of things that can throw that out. So you've got to be hydrated because dehydration can throw it. Nerves, if I get nervous before a game, I've got to try and stay calm. And yeah, has there ever been a time that the adrenaline of playing a professional netball has gotten in the way? Yeah, absolutely. I think the worst for me was a fight, the Firebirds grand final. We actually lost that one. It's my first grand final. I was super nervous, super young and super keen. Adrenaline just pumped in. I think my level was sitting about 18 at the time. It just kind of, it makes you quite dizzy and, and just hard to kind of make decisions. It definitely puts your game off. So 
So, yeah, it's not a nice spot to be in. And taking insulin at that time when adrenaline's running through doesn't really do much. So, yeah, there's not a lot you can do. But I've definitely learned from that. They're the things that you learn from and how to handle it. And, yeah, I'm a lot more, I don't get as nervous anymore. I'm a lot more calm, I think. When you were 17 and you found out you had diabetes, did you ever think that that could be an obstacle that, you know, got in the way and stopped you from reaching your full potential? Yeah, absolutely did. I, you know, I remember being diagnosed at the doctor's surgery and I had no idea what it was. Like I just I just knew that it was kind of some something to do with sugar. I just said to him, I was like, can I eat chocolate and can I play netball? He said, yep. I was like, all right, like whatever this is now, let's deal with. I've got my two main things. <laughs> we'll work with that. So yeah, it was, and trying to kind of get a grasp on it was tough. And being a 17-year-old kid, you know, I was still in school. People were going out drinking and things. Like it was an interesting time. But yeah, you just kind of had to change that that look and, and realize your health, this is your life. And if I don't do something about it or don't, you know, look after myself, there's going to be complications. So it probably forces you to grow up a little bit. Yeah, and you mentioned that Zen approach to life it's kind of brought to you. You're into meditation? Look, I'm trying to get more into it, you know. Like for me, trying to sit still is, is probably a, a, a hard task. I'm working on with our sports psych at the moment on just a lot of breathing activities and taking time out of my day. If it's even if it's just 10 minutes out of a day to sit down, catch a breath and kind of, I guess, get in that little vibe that you're in. It's nice, like it's working. It kind of makes you appreciate things and makes you slow things down, I I think everyone could use that. I mean, the world we're in at the moment is so fast-paced and everything's so rapid. So just to sit and catch your breath is quite nice to do that daily. Now, you mentioned your husband before. So Nathan Charles is a professional rugby player, but he also has a lot of health issues. Yeah. So my husband, um, he's just recently retired, actually. So I finally got him home. He's been overseas playing, but he has cystic fibrosis. And how do you guys manage that together? Yeah, look... He's a superman, you know, like, I don't know how the heck he does it. Um, I've seen him on his best days, I've seen him on his worst days, and the worst days are pretty tough, you know. When he, I can remember when he would kind of wake up at training, like for training in the morning, and I could hear him wheezing. And he just wasn't well, but he, the boy just gets up and gets on with it and just pushes through. I, I honestly don't know how he does it. But we would, um, we blow balloons up together because it's really good for his for his lungs. So try and do a couple of races and things and make it a bit competitive. But we get up early, so he's on his machines in the morning. He does machines in the morning, two of them, takes around 14 tablets. Then at lunchtime, does another machine. Then at dinner time, another 14 to 15 tablets and then two machines again. So he does that every day. And he's just, yeah, um, I don't have to look far for inspiration. You know, I've, I'm very lucky in that aspect. And he's the only professional contact sport athlete in the world with cystic fibrosis. Is that right? So yeah. how does that affect him playing? How did he make it to that level? <laughs> he's a freak. <laughs> he's just a freak. He's he's just got this never stay say die attitude, and I I think I don't I don't think you can train that. I don't think you know. I think you've got to have that because what he has to get up and do what he does, and to have played for Wallabies at the top level in rugby is massive. And he was out there doing that. You know, I'll never forget that day of him running out in the field playing for Australia, living his dream with you know with this disease that the average lifespan of someone is is 37 that has this so he's just so determined um i've never seen anything like it before and as i said like i'm not looking far for him so he literally is yeah he's he's my hero yeah what to watch him get up every day and, and work as hard as he does incredible but you're quite a tough athlete yourself you not only play professional netball but you've been on ninja warrior <laughs> how did that happen yeah <laughs> yeah my husband and i both got asked to do it so this is the tv show if people aren't aware 
You were <laughs> last year on the Ninja Warrior doing some freak courses. And was that something you've always wanted to do? Yeah, look, I love that stuff. You know, as I said, I love sport and just love anything that's kind of out there and a bit of a challenge. And I, I saw this show, you know, I mean, I've watched it every season kind of thing. I was like, man, this is something that I want to have a crack in. And when my manager kind of, she spoke up something of it, I was like, oh my God, yes, like put me in. I don't know how I'm going to work it with netball, but put me in. Yeah, they they loved Nathan and my backstory, I guess. And I um, was like, guys, come and give it a go and see what you think. And we jumped in there and it was, oh uh, I think to this day, it's probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life, honestly. It was because I was totally out of my comfort zone. It's an individual thing. I've always been a team player. So going and doing something individually was totally different for me. Loved it. We were on the course in Melbourne at 1am, freezing in the morning. I remember like the, the girl in front of me who actually did the run before broke her ankle on a landing. And I was like, oh man, like I cannot get hurt. Like fever will kill me if I do. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty full on, but loved it. Absolutely loved it. How did you train for that? Because you're hanging off walls and jumping. Do you go to some rock climbing centers? What do you do? Look, I actually, Nathan and I got like one or two sessions in. Um, they've got a ninja academy here in Perth, but unfortunately a month before it, so I was was supposed to go to Fast Five with netball, my appendix burst, so I had surgery to get my appendix out, and I was out for a month, so I couldn't train or do anything for it, so I just kind of rocked up and was like, all right, we'll figure it out as we go, and and here we go. And (laughs) is it, I know, like, reality TV show, how much of it is actually real, do you actually have to go out there and do the full course from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, like, it is, what you see is, is what you get, you know what I mean, like, so it is, 100% 100% real. Those people that make it to the end are just freaks of athletes. Um, it is tough. Like, and it, as I said, it's 1am in the morning. You're tired. Adrenaline's pumping through and it is freezing. And you've got to go out there and hopefully not fall in water. <laughs> How did you go on the show? Yeah, well, I actually made semis for it, which was cool. I couldn't go back because preseason kicked in with netball. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I, yeah, I couldn't go and finish it. It was absolutely well, it was worth it. Loved it. <laughs> if you had to do another reality show, what would it be? Oh, I'd love to do Survivor. I'd yes, love to get That's yeah. the only one I think I could ever see myself doing. No, none of these bachelors or, you know, relationship <laughs> ones. I think Survivor, but I don't know if I could yeah. handle it. No, you got that. I reckon maybe we'll go in there and we can just work it. Kind yeah, of I always think I've got, I've got to learn how to make a fire before I go. Every time I watch it, I put a little <laughs> mental list in my head. I I'm love like, that. how to tie leaves together so I have somewhere to sleep. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I feel like I all those that. life skills, I was like, I'm going to have to join scouts before I go just to get through yeah. the show. I should be keen for that prep. I love it. The prep would be the best part. All the all the be skills awesome. you'd come out of it would be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Talking really about... Cool all this stuff that you do. Who is Verity Charles outside of netball? Without sport, without all this, who are you? I'm a pretty easygoing person. I love the beach, love to get out camping, love to get away and just kind of get out. I'm from a farm originally, so a bit of a country girl. So getting out of the cities for me is pretty nice to refresh. I'm probably around the beach more often than not but at the moment just I'm working you know like I'm, I've got lots of PT stuff happening so I work at a boxing gym called Sweatbox and there's a boxing trainer there and then do boot camps outside of it as well so busy at the moment which is good which is nice to be busy it's nice to kind of have other things going on and keeping my mind active like I guess. What's your goal after netball where is the mm. future for you is it to stay in personal training in Perth? Yeah look I'd, I'd really as I said, I'm pretty laid back and I'm probably not, I take one day at a time. I don't look too far ahead. Um, but I think, you know, the kind of the 
PT, the the boxing stuff is definitely where I want to kind of end up, I think, that healthy lifestyle, being active and outside on the go. I think the first thing I'll do when it comes to retirement day netball is go and book in a boxing fight, though. I'm going to get in there and get in the ring and get things moving. Like a charity <laughs> fight or a proper you're going to work your way up and get a professional? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I might, I might charity fight at first up and then and then see how we go and see if, I, see if I'm any good or not. So we'll, we'll find out. That would be uh, exciting. And are you, yeah, are you planning it. on retiring anytime soon? What is your netball future looking like? I, look, I've, I've signed here with Fever. I've got another year to go with Fever. Then I guess just see how the body is and see see what happens. I'm not yeah preparing to slow down anytime soon. I think I'm only just peaking. That's what I, I yeah. kind of feel like body-wise. So I'm just going to go as long as I can. As long as I keep getting contracts and the body keeps sticking over, I'm going to go. Let's see if we can set some records for the oldest player, like 40 or 45 one day, hey? <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that you are extremely fit at the moment and doing great on court. What do you think your strengths are? Yeah, I think I'm pretty, like, my speed's pulling a strength and a vision to see where my shooters are kind of going. I think I naturally can pick that up pretty well. But in saying that, you know, it's all got to come together. So I can definitely tell you I need to work on that placement of the ball and just kind of being a bit more, um, having a bit more touch on things. I can tell you the things that I've got to work on. But, yeah, the strength, I guess, is, is probably just the speed. You know, probably I don't have the height in the midcourt. So just got to be quick and move around and be agile. You've be had, a ninja. Yeah, be a ninja. Great one. <laughs> You've had some, you know, tough seasons with the fever and that. But what are some motivating words you like to live by to keep you going? Yeah, I, look, I think, you know, when times get tough, I always think to myself, all right, when you're going through hell, just keep going. You know, like you've got to just keep pushing through because you'll come out the other side of it. Yeah, that's just kind of my mentality is just, just keep pushing, just keep pushing and be the last one standing. You know, I'm out in court and, and things aren't doing so well. I think, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be back in a team environment. It's not so individual. You you go back to your team mentalities and what you're out there for and, and why you do it. And, you know, I've just had my husband who's retired and kind of being on the opposite end of the stick at the moment with that and watching him kind of do that and miss the sport. I just thank my lucky stars every day how fortunate I am to be out running around on netball court, getting paid with some of my best mates and working my butt off. I think I'm just, I'm lucky and I love it. And that's what gets me going, you know, like I'm, I'm passionate about this and I'm going to enjoy this for as long as I can. It's a pretty good gig and laugh it up while you can, hey? Exactly. And then the real job later. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, Thank you so much for chatting to me. I mean, if people want to obviously come see you, they could maybe come down and do a boxing class or just get down to a fever game. So 39 days. Do you reckon there's a chance there'll be some a hub or something played in Perth? Yeah, look, I don't. I think we might have to hub it over east somewhere for a little bit until our borders kind of open up. But look, I'm getting all my fingers crossed. Over here, restrictions are lifting. So, and, and crowds. We could have of, crowds. How is that playing? Yeah. You know, playing in front of a crowd, that really obviously would energize the team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you've got an eighth player right now and you've got the crowd and you've got a home crowd behind you. So it's very handy and very nice and just adds that kind of, it makes it a bit more of a netball game, doesn't it? You know, like having those cheering everyone behind you, which is nice. So look, fingers crossed that works out and we get some home games and, and get people in. That's what it's all about, you know, like everyone enjoying sport again and, and getting motivated to get back out there. So fingers crossed. It definitely does lift morale and I think it brings communities together. So can't wait to see you out there on the court. And that's a wrap on episode eight of Left of Field. Big thank you to Verity for taking the time out of her very busy schedule to chat to me. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. If you enjoyed that chat, please go back and listen to some of my previous episodes 
got some great guests there and uh, make sure you like and subscribe to Left of Field because that really helps me. And uh, let me know what you like and maybe who you'd like me to chat to. Uh, Stay tuned. There will be another episode next week. Thank you and goodbye.